Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Ahead on NBA Today, our first show back since Donovan Mitchell became a Cav and KD stayed put. The fallout and reaction to all that shortly. And we wait, wait until you see what's one of the league's megastars did today. Luka Doncic goes absolutely nuts in Eurobasket. My goodness. Plus, a legendary career comes to an end. We'll give the great Sue Bird her flowers. Don't miss what she had to say as she bid farewell. NBA Today starts now. Hi, everyone. I'm Cassidy Hubberth in for Malika Andrews alongside hey. Ramona Shelburne here in L.A. And we'll be joined by Tim McMahon shortly from Germany to discuss just an Epic performance from Luka Doncic earlier today as Slovenia was taking on Rudy Gobert and France in Eurobasket. And Luka made some history today. Let's pick it up in the second quarter. Take a look at the crossover. Filthy step back. Buckets. Let me see that again. Lost you. Bottoms. Later in the second, Gobert guarding Luka, shot clock winding down, and Luka would throw up a wild shot for three, and uh, yep. practices that. <laughs> Take another look at that. <laughs> he does, though. He does all the time in practice. Just any type of wild shots he can with the Mavs, and, you know, none of his teammates ever clap for him because they're so used to him hitting <laughs> those shots. Luka all smiles, and he could not be stopped in this one. He had 37 points through three quarters. The game would be tied, though, at 64 going in to the fourth quarter. Slovenia up one. Luka gets into the lane, finishes the and one. And then with 5.30 to play, Slovenia up seven. How about another step back? over Gobert but Gobert would have a response a minute later throwing it down in Luca's face see that again Gobert had quite the performance himself 19 points and eight rebounds but it just wasn't enough 125 to play the game though was tight to the end tied at 86 and then Goran Dragic steals it and lays it in on the other end Slovenia wins 88 to 82, Luka finishes them. with 47 points, making history today. They're the most in a Eurobasket game in the last 65 years and the second most in a game in the history mm. of the tournament. And how about this special treat? Live from Cologne, Germany, we are joined by ESPN NBA reporter Tim McMahon. And Tim, I, I see the Luka beat doesn't stop when he leaves Dallas. You are one of the few lucky ones to be in the building for this one. What stood out to you the most about Luka's performance? Well, there were a whole lot of Slovenians in the building, and they were jumping the whole time. This is It's just a case of Luka seizing the moment. This was to seal the top seed coming out of Group B against France, the team that beat them 
uh, in the Olympic semifinals. And it's just one of these games where I call them LOL Luka games. <laughs> Everything is going right. And he's hitting shots that you just literally laugh out loud about. When he hit that left-handed or you know, going left, let me throw up this three over Gobert with the shot clock running down. He was already cooking. When he hits this shot, yeah. Blacko Ch Chantar, his teammate uh, who plays for the Nuggets, he says, after he hit that, I was like, it's going to be a long mm. night for France. I mean, what an atmosphere. What a game for Luka. And this, this game came on the heels of Luka scoring 32 yesterday versus Germany. Both must-win games for Slovenia to claim first in their group. What's been your biggest takeaway from his performance overall in this tournament? And, and, you know, this tournament might be as, as much adversity as he's faced playing for Slovenia. His first tournament for Slovenia, Eurobasket last time, they run through it undefeated. Obviously, go to the Olympics, you know, you lose in the medal rounds, but uh, a Cinderella run. They got beat by a Bosnia team that they were not supposed to be beaten by. You know, the, just before they came to Eurobasket, they got whooped pretty good by Germany, who obviously is hosting this. I was in a World Cup qualifying game. And so, you know, Luka was yelling at, the, at his coach and late in that Bosnia game, Goran Dragos was upset about minutes. And uh, Ido Muritz, one of their teammates, said they had a, a, a crisis meeting, <laughs> poured some wine, talked things out. Luka came back with that kind of focus, that kind of uh, ruthless kind of competitive drive that you see in him. And back, you know, he, today he broke the Slovenian uh, Eurobasket scoring record. He broke his own record that he set less than 24 hours ago. Hmm. I mean, it, you talk about focus. There's been so much criticism of uh, just his endurance and the shape he's in. And this was the fifth game in seven days for Luka and Slovenia. And the, and the tournament lasts until the 18th. Uh, we saw mm -hmm. some members of the Mavs there. How are the Mavs feeling about the volume of games Luka is playing uh, before the NBA season kicks off? Well, there is obviously going to be some concern about wear and tear, just like I'm sure the Nuggets feel about Jokic, the, uh, uh, the Bucks about Giannis. But at the same time, there's a very short break, about a, a week and a half between Eurobasket and the start of training camp. It's not seven plus weeks like it was last year. So if, if Luka can come in out of game shape again, then that's, uh, that's one hell of a week and a half that'll have in between so that's the silver lining but he's beat up right now you know he's got his right wrist tape that's been bothering him which makes his shooting tonight even <laughs> more unbelievable banged up his left hand uh he didn't leave the game until 38 seconds left in the first half and the only reason that he did leave he took an elbow to his head and there was blood hmm. dripping down his face so he's getting beat up but hey 47 points fifth game in seven days that tells you he's in pretty good shape right now i mean mavs fans may be nervous but um as a basketball fan i'm loving seeing these guys play a little appetizer before the uh nba season kicks off uh, speaking of food uh, go get yourself a brat and a, and a good cold beer there <laughs> in germany thank you for joining us thank you all right, a couple of NBA superstars have shined during this tournament. Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 41 points on Tuesday while playing just 27 minutes. That's the most points by a Greek player in Eurobasket game since 1983. And the reigning back-to-back -back NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, also had an impressive showing on Tuesday against Israel. Jokic had 29 and 11. I mean, just dominant stuff from Nikola Jokic. Uh, you know, Tuesday against Israel, Jokic had 29 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists and helped Serbia move to 4-0 in the group phase of the tournament.
All right, now here with Ramona, Mark Spears, and Brian Winhorst joining us as well. And between Luka, Giannis, and Jokic, uh, who do you expect to have the best season this year, Brian? Well, look, we thought last year was going to be the year that Luka was going to win his first MVP. He was one of the favorites coming out. Um, he had played great in Tokyo with Slovenia. They did finish fourth, but even getting them through the qualifying to get in the Olympics was a great accomplishment. And then he just didn't play that well the first couple of months of the season. And obviously what we saw at the end of last year where he led that charge to the upset of the top-seeded Phoenix Suns, that's an MVP-type performance. So look... We have four MVPs between Giannis and Jokic. We know those guys are studs. Luka has to deliver it, and frankly, the Mavericks are going to need it. They got slightly, you know, worse, in my opinion, in the offseason. They lost arguably their second-best player in Jalen Brunson. This was a vintage performance from Luka today. He's going to do this throughout the NBA season. He's going to have a great chance to get that first MVP. So I think Luka, you know, the, the, all, all, all the eyes are going to be on him. Mark, you agree? Yeah, I actually do agree for Brian with Brian for once. <laughs> and and I think in order for the Mavericks to be successful, Luka is going to have to do something that Oscar Robertson, Tiny Archibald, Russell Westbrook did, and that's having a rare 30 and 10 assist season. I think he is certainly capable of doing that. You know, obviously they they're going to need more from Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Woods there. I really like their rookie Jaden Hardy. Tim Hardaway Jr. will be back, but Luka taking his game to the next level, and I think there is a good thing that comes from going to uh, these, these European games. He will come in and shape. The problem is, will he take rest? Uh, I think Jason Kidd would like him to take some rest during the beginning of camp, but that's a hard thing to do is convince this dude who loves the game so much not to play, even on a preseason level. Are we going to go three straight? Are you agreeing with Luka as well, Mo? Yeah, I mean, look, they, they did get a little bit worse because you lose Jalen Brunson, but they're constructed in a lot of ways, Cass, just like you would construct a team around LeBron James, who's the player that I think we compare Luka to the most just in terms of size and type of game. Luka's probably a better shooter. LeBron's probably a little more athletic and quicker. But, but in terms of the way that you construct a team around him, you want to have shooting around him, you want to have interior defense behind him. And the Mavs are starting to do that. Who was one on the Lakers bench in 2020 when LeBron James won his last title? Jason Kidd. So the way that they're building that team and, 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 and trying to construct it around him is a lot the way you would construct a team around LeBron. I think they've done a good job of that. Well, Giannis and Jokic won MVP the last four years. Luka Doncic, again, the favorite to win MVP this year, according to Caesar Sportsbook. So uh, we were seeing, wait, Mo, 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 did you say was uh, Luka is your pick? Um, I, I picked him last year. I haven't decided this year, but I think huh. he should be in there. I, this I might be the get away with not Embiid making a pick. Like, one of these years, Embiid's going to win. Uh, so that, that's my other choice. Okay. Uh, speaking of MVPs, guys, we have some breaking news out of the WNBA. Fresh off clinching a berth to the WNBA Finals, Asia Wilson has been named the 2022 WNBA MVP, her second MVP after she won back in 2020. And Wilson is the seventh player in WNBA history to win multiple MVP awards and just the third number one pick to win it multiple times, joining Lauren Jackson and Candace Parker. Asia was also named the 2022 Defensive Player of the Year. Congrats to her as she also has her eyes set. Very and well another deserved. prize, her first WNBA title. Congrats.
relations to Asia. Still to come on NBA Today, will Pat Bev and Russ experiment? Will it work in L.A.? We'll fun. discuss that due in just a bit. Plus, Sue Bird's storied career is now over. Do not miss what she said after the game. That video coming up next. And we've got a soon-to-be Hall of Famer joining us today, Tim Hardaway Sr., the king of the crossover. In a matter of minutes, as NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, where do I begin? It's been everything. It's giving me every experience I could ask for. It's giving me amazing friends, amazing times. Try to put on a good show always. The fact that I've been able to do it in different decades with the same franchise. Not many people can say that. So thankful for 20 years here. I'm going to miss it so much. Wow. The end of an era. Sue Bird retiring after a historic career in the WNBA. And who better to help put a bow <laughs> on her Hall of Fame career than Monica McNutt and Carolyn Peck. But before we talk about her, guys, because there's a lot to talk about, let's hear from the goat herself. It's hard to imagine this moment for you, Sue. The crowd is on their feet cheering for you. How do you describe what it's like walking off this court? Um, it's sad. Yeah. Um, obviously, so thankful for 20 years here. I'm going to miss it so much. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm going to miss it. Um, I wish we could have uh, done a little bit more to get to the finals, but I'm so proud of this team this year. I'm so, so, so proud to be a member of the Seattle Storm. It has been my honor to play for this franchise, to play for these fans. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. As you walk off the floor for the last time here in Seattle, Sue, what's the legacy that you've left behind as they praise you in every moment? I mean, it's hard to say. I guess I just hope... Um, the next person that comes in and plays point guard here can just keep the tradition going, keep the winning going, keep these fans happy. I don't know. I, I hope uh, I hope I made everybody in here proud. 
And the reaction pouring in. Seth Curry tweeting, legend take a bow, Sue Bird. I wonder if they're going to be doing more CarMax commercials. <laughs> they're tired. And back with Monica and Carolyn, who have been our in-studio presence throughout mm-hmm. these WNBA playoffs and will continue to be. Um, Monica, let's, let's start with you. When you look back at, at Sue's career, I mean, the numbers are mind-boggling. Let's just go through them. Most games played and assists in WNBA history, 13-time mm-hmm. All-Star, four-time WNBA champion, five-time Olympic gold medalist. I'm running out of breath because <laughs> the list goes on and on. But when you look back on her career, what stands out the most? I think the longevity is the first word that comes to mind. I had a friend tweet out uh, last night after she lost, not Serena and Sue in the same yes. week, which is kind of like, aw. But, like, we were so spoiled by Sue being great for so long, right? I think people can stand the test of time, but what does that look like? But she's finishing her 21st season in the league as a starter on a team that had an opportunity to go to the finals, still carrying the torch. I mean, prior to last night's game, she was averaging close to nine assists in this particular series, which is one of the best we've seen in WNBA history in a really long time. And so I think the longevity is the first thing that comes to mind. When, you, when I think about Sue Bird, I think about a teacher in uniform. Mm. And that's the thing that Sue Bird did such a great job with is sharing the game. She not only demonstrated how it was to be played, but she taught those younger players that came up after her how it was to be done. And she always carried herself with such class. And talk about a fun person to be around. Such a good time. I mean, this is not the WNBA talk, but in the college final four, when she and Diana Taurasi (laughs) had their side podcast, I wanted to sit up there, had a little cup of something special. (laughs) But they put a little spice to the game, Uh made it entertaining. Like, she's been that way ever since she's coming to this league. Mm -hmm. Just an ambassador for, for, for the game. And, man. Man, it, it was they fought to the end and what a series this was let's let's get into uh, how that one ended game four between the aces and storm pick it up in the first quarter and Brianna Stewart I mean she had quite the game finds an opening drains another three 13 straight points for the storm she was KDS there oh. wasn't a bucket that she didn't see that she didn't feel like she can make and she was knocking them down listen throwing a ball in the ocean the basket couldn't have been bigger <laughs> and this one misses the free throw but the ball Tip right back to her. Offensive rebound. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm sure Becky Hammond was going insane at this point. <laughs> 26 points in the first half. Storm up three at the break. Asia finishes and the foul. She had 23 points, 13 rebounds after a made free throw. Aces up six under four to play. Stewie, 42 points, seven rebounds. Storm cut it to two. They they kept in it, but just over a minute to play. Someone by the name of Chelsea Gray. Chelsea. The great. Gray. I like that. Okay. We also got Chelsea Dagger today. Oh, right. That's awesome. good. Mm-hmm. She finished with 31 points, 10 rebounds, and that big time shot as the Aces go on to win 97 92, win the series 3 1, and advance to the WNBA Finals. And Chelsea fired up after the game. And let's take a look at the reaction on Twitter. D-Way. Say less, bro. Chelsea Gray is a hooper. Chris Paul tweeted, Chelsea Gray, I love watching you play. You got a fan over here. And DeMar DeRozan also chimed in. What a performance by Chelsea Gray last night. On the broadcast, Ryan Rucco said her postseason run might be the greatest in WNBA playoff 
history. I mean, that is some really high praise. But I want to know from from the two of you, is her performance the best you've seen from any player in the history of this league? Carolyn, let's start with you. That's a statement. Whoa. Yes. Wow. Because she is shooting 63% from the floor. That's crazy. When you look at the top players that rank in postseason play their field goal percentage, Mm -hmm. well, you're normally looking at post players. This is from the point guard. Mm. Chelsea Gray has been on fire. And it's not like she's taking four or five shots. She'll be taking in the teens plus 20-plus shots a game and knocking them down. Oh, and don't leave out the point that she's also distributing the basketball. Double-double last night. Okay. Scored her assist on 54 of the team's 97 points. Exactly. And her leadership, composure Uh that she has on the floor. Yeah. This is the best performance I've seen. Uh, so you know how folks get upset at Steph for changing the game and making everybody want to take threes? Like, this, Chelsea, this is a compliment, but it's coming because the two shots that you hit down the stretch do not look fundamentally sound, right? But she talks about diligently working on them. You see her get a release up. The ball has a beautiful backspin. Never mind, she might be taking it off of one foot or who knows. I just think you have to understand how much she has prepared for this moment. And you've talked, CP, endlessly about the switch that clicked when she was snubbed this year for the All-Star team. I'm going to tell you, that was poking the bear. You leave Chelsea Gray with the performance she was having first half of the season off the All-Star list. Uh This is what you get. It was almost poetic. We we said goodbye to one of the greatest point guards in the history of the game and ushering in and allowing people to see Chelsea Gray is not just the future, she's the present, she's the now. Um, And for for the now, the Aces, uh, they're in the finals Mm -hmm. and they'll either face Chicago or Connecticut. Game five of that series tomorrow night 8 Eastern on ESPN2. You will see these ladies in studio during that game. Um, And when you look at this Vegas team, uh, Chelsea Gray playing at an all-time level. As mentioned previously, you know, MVP, Asia Wilson, new MVP. Congratulations to to Asia. Becky Hammond, coach of the year. Um, Are the Aces the favorite in the finals no matter who they play? Well, whether it's they play Connecticut or Chicago, they're going to put this up in the locker room. But, yes. I think that the Las Vegas Aces are the team that have, I think, the highest potential of winning the WNBA championship, and this is why. They're balanced. They've got the weapons. We talked about Chelsea Gray, Asia Wilson, most improved Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and then having Kia Stokes that really is that role player that rebounds and defends. But this is the other thing conditioning yeah all right so the first three games of the season that third game the aces lost to uh the washington mystics and they were they were fatigued they were tired they understood then that was a lesson learned when we are playing this kind of tempo this kind of pace you got to take care of your body got to be in great shape and throughout these playoffs the one team that doesn't hasn't looked fatigued has been the las vegas aces yeah in addition to the fatigue i think the focus has been impressive i mean you don't get to the last what game for the last three seconds has three field goals and execute two AT without a tremendous amount of focus. And so I was hesitant to pick a winner in this series because Come I just on, felt like it was going to be it. that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the Ace of Seattle series, I didn't pick. But right. I think what I've seen is this Aces team grow up tremendously. And so even if I think the stamina to me matches a little bit better with Connecticut, but I think the focus 
they look a little bit more focused than both of the teams that they are standing to face. And so it does feel like they are the team that has the momentum. When you talk about focus and you talk about endurance, I point to that coaching staff mm -hmm. as well. have done a marvelous job. And Becky Hammond will become the first person to play and coach in a WNBA Finals. What a first start uh, on the bench for her in the That's WNBA. That's a high bar. Exactly. <laughs> she earning all that million dollars. Mm -hmm. And you guys are earning your money, too. <laughs> Thank you, girl. In studio, again, you can check them out tomorrow night for Game 5. Monica McNutt, Carolyn Peck, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Kat. us. All right, still to come on NBA Today, how will the Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook backcourt experiment work in L.A.? That next. And we've got a hall pass to give out. Tim Hardaway Sr. joins the show as he approaches crossing over into the Hall of Fame. Plus, Kevin Durant not exactly thrilled with his NBA 2K rating. Does he have a legit case on being disrespected? We'll talk about all that and more as NBA Today rolls on. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are going to be going on a little break here. We will be back after Labor Day. See you then. Breaking news. Big news out of the NBA today. Dominating the sports world today. News that KD and the Nets have come to a mea culpa, if you will. He'll be staying in Brooklyn. The Lakers are about to get a lot nastier. Woj reporting that the team is finalizing a deal for Patrick Beverly. What? Chet Holmgren is going to miss all of next season because of a foot injury. A developing story in New York City. The Knicks and guard R.J. Barrett are finalizing a four-year rookie extension worth up to $120 million. Major developing story from the NBA. Utah has traded the three-time All-Star to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Concludes Markkinen, Abaji, Sexton. Sexton has agreed to a four-year $72 million sign and trade in Utah. Now the Cavaliers are loaded in the Eastern Conference with Donovan Mitchell. Welcome back to NBA Today. Cassidy Hubbard filling in for Malika Andrews. And it's been 19 days since our last show, and so much has happened that we have to unpack. And got a nice calendar to show you. But I want to take it back all the way to July 1st when ESPN senior NBA writer Brian Winhurst first sounded the alarm by posing the question, what's going on in Utah? And to break down the biggest transaction of the offseason so far, we now bring in the man behind the viral soliloquy, 
Brian Windhorse. And, and Brian, um, look, the second domino finally fell in Utah as the Jazz traded three-time All-Star Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers for players and picks. But, Wendy, was the move more about the Utah Jazz, the Cleveland Cavaliers, or the team that didn't get Mitchell in the New York Knicks? Well, we learned something about all of them, Cassidy. Way back in June and then in July, we learned that the Utah Jazz didn't see Donovan Mitchell as a type of leader that could lead a franchise deep into the playoffs. That's why they decided to rebuild their team. That's why they decided to trade him last week to the Cavs. And we learned that the Knicks probably don't see him that way either because they had the most to trade and they really held back some of the assets that they could have offered. And if they made getting Donovan Mitchell a priority, if they believed that he was that type of player, I think they would they would have gotten him. And we learned that the Cavs believe that Evan Mobley can be that player. And that's why they went all in to get Donovan Mitchell. This is obviously a vote of confidence in Donovan Mitchell as a difference maker, but it's also a belief that Evan Mobley, who is just 21 years old, who is just about to start his second season, has the type of ceiling that adding Donovan Mitchell to Darius Garland and Jared Allen is the makings of a championship team. So in that one move, we learned a lot about a lot of people and certainly a challenge to Donovan Mitchell, who might have a message to send to the Jazz and the Knicks going forward. And we learned a lot about you during this process. When your hands go up, make sure you pay attention. Uh, stick around, Brian. We'll be right back with you as we turn the calendar back to August, where plenty happened with Chet Holmgren being ruled out for the season with a foot injury, and then LeBron James signing a contract extension with the Lakers. But what stood out the most is potentially what didn't happen. On August 23rd, the Brooklyn Nets put out a press release stating that the team and Kevin Durant intend to move forward together. We now bring back Mark Spears. And Mark, do you think Brooklyn will be able to put this drama behind them and concentrate on the season? Well, the late Brooklyn rapper Biggie Small said, <laughs> where Brooklyn at? where Brooklyn is at right now. Media day is going to be amazing in Brooklyn. You have the hug from KD Nash and Sean Marks. Did that hug really mean anything? Are they really good now? Obviously, this is the aftermath of all the drama with Kyrie Irving last season. And then there's Ben Simmons' return. And I am told that he expected to be ready for the beginning of the season. Ben Simmons is their third storyline bigger than most storylines in the league. Uh, so media day uh, with the Nets is going to be amazing. Uh, it's going to be crazy. And But winning cures all ills. If, if Brooklyn gets off to a great start, uh, I, I think they could go forward and, and try to win a championship. But if it's off bad there, oh boy, that New York press, us national press, uh, is going to have a field day with the Nets. We're Brooklyn at. Always in the headlines, that's where they're at, because they are never boring. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> you got um, that. Exactly. So we now find ourselves in September, and we had the latest signing yesterday as our own Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Montrez Harrell is signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to walk back to the table where our Ramona Shelburne is for what's going to happen next. And Ramona, I'm going to ask you this specifically. Yep. What's your biggest looming question mark out in the East? Well, I hate to bring up your Chicago Bulls. I know you're from Chicago there, okay? But <laughs> they were one of the best stories in the NBA last year at the beginning they of the were. season. Injuries kind of wrecked their season, and they didn't, before, they didn't build off the beginning. They thought they were going to have Lonzo Ball back, but 
from what I'm told, he's going to miss the training camp and the beginning of the regular season because that knee that he had surgery on um, at the, in January, just the knee is structurally sound, but he has the type of recovery and injury that he's been to a ton of specialists where they've all tried to figure out what's going on with him, but he's still experiencing pain and discomfort in that leg. It's another part of his leg, was the injury was described to me, and it's I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to mangle the facts here, but it, there's still pain there, um, and it's a, a sort of a mysterious situation with Lonzo, but it's he's in Chicago right now. They're looking at him. They're going to do a separate evaluation of him and decide how long he they think he's going to be at, or at least get some kind of a plan for him coming back. But Lonzo Ball had a meniscus surgery back in January, and he's still not ready for training camp and won't be ready for the start of the regular season. Going to be expected to miss some time even into the start of the regular season. And Bulls fans don't like hearing Sorry. about mysterious knee injuries and delays in returning to the season. Well, the knee structurally sounds mysterious. You know, at least that part is good. Well, we will see because there's still, still hurts. There's still some time. But the East is going to be tough this year. That yeah. is for sure. All right, still to come on NBA Today, his crossover was a thing of beauty. And he's about to cross over into the hoop ball. Oh, hall. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Sr. joins us next. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A lot of people before you got drafted say, what about this guy Tim Hardaway? I said, he's dynamite. I got skills. That's me right there. What a move! Oh, did he explode and it goes! The killer crossover! Oh, brother! What a Tim Hardaway, the killer crossover. Shot clock at three. Hardaway for three. Jump shot away. Oh! Hardaway fires and hits. Tim Hardaway has won it. That's as good as it gets, Steve. Oh, my. Tim Hardaway. Put that in your highlight reel, folks. Oh, man, did he have skills. Tim Hardaway was a five-time All-Star, a five-time All-NBA selection. He also won the gold medal with Team USA in the 2000 Olympics and has the most three-pointers in Heat franchise history. And we can add Hall of Famer soon to that list as we welcome in Tim Hardaway to NBA Today ahead of this weekend's Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. And first of all, Tim, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we all know you've been waiting for a while for the call, a finalist seven, several years in a row. What was the feeling like when you heard this time you were in? 
Well, I, first of all, I was nervous to even uh, answer the phone call. I was very nervous. I didn't want to go through another rejection. And um, uh, it took me, you know, four or five rings to answer the phone call. And once I answered it, John said, hey, Tim, um, I got some better news than I previously had for you. And right then and there, he, he cut to the chase, and that's what I needed for him to do because I couldn't take another rejection. And um, he said, I want to welcome you to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame 2022 class. And, um, you know, it was just tears of joy after that. As they say, I mean, you waited and great things came to you. And I understand you broke the news to your run TMC teammates, Chris Mullen and Mitch Richmond, on a three-way call. Uh, what do you remember about that conversation and how that unfolded? I said, I, so I called Mitch and, and Chris and I said, um, I said, fellas, I made it in. I made it, man. I made it. And uh, Chris was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Mitch was like, what did you make it into? What, 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 what are you talking about? And I said, man, I made it into the hall. He was like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man. I said, what you thought I was? He's like, I don't know, man, I don't know. I said, okay. And Chris is now saying that you guys should go by run HOF because all three of you will now be in the Hall of Fame. What went into your decision, though, to have them present you in the hall this weekend? Um, they're my teammates. We got history together. Uh, you know, uh, it w without them, it wouldn't be Tim Hardaway, you know, and uh, we went out there and we played the game together. We had fun together. We uh, we practiced together hard. We made each other better. We always talked about what moves we was going to do or, you know, back doors, what we was going to do in the games. And we was always communicate. And that's what the team is supposed to do. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we was only together two years two years and um those two years is very exciting not only for us but for the whole country the whole world hey, really an iconic trio the three of you were and look while your numbers were slightly better at golden state you had more team success in miami if if this were like baseball which cap or jersey if you will would you pick to go in the hall of fame you can only pick one i can't pick one eric you know a lot of my friends want me to go with the Warriors because of what I did in Golden State and run TMC. But what I did in, in Miami was just as equally better than what we did with the Warriors. And if I had if I had to choose, and I wish I could, I have to choose both of us, hmm. both teams, and have one Miami Heat and one uh, <laughs> uh, Golden State Warriors. Because truly, I, I, I cannot pick, I can't, I can't pick one team it has to be both of them it's like picking a favorite kid you can't you, you can't do that um you but, definitely can't do that but I, I and i think it will change depending on who you ask they close their eyes and they think of your career some people would see you in that miami heat jersey and a lot of people would see you you know running the court with your uh, tmc teammates so look you you reach 5,000 points and 2,500 assists faster than any other nba player aside from oscar robertson and you were the proprietor of the unguardable killer crossover you had quite the career but what are you most most proud of in terms of what you accomplished in your playing days? Um, playing on teams that um, that we went out there and I gave my team confidence each and every night. Uh, we went out there and played against the best and we showed the best that we could compete against them each and every night and we wasn't scared to do so. And, um, you know, on, on, 
you know, with the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat. And, and you know what? I show people my size that you can make it in the NBA if you do work on your game and if you have confidence in yourself and if you practice. And that's what that's what it's about. And, uh, you know, ha- helping these young kids uh, understand that you can make it if you just have confidence in yourself at my size. And I, I feel like I'm hearing like a dad pep talk, too, because not only will your NBA legacy live forever in the Hall of Fame, but you also have an active NBA legacy with your son, son Tim Hardaway Jr., entering his 10th season in the league. What was his reaction to his dad finally getting the call? You know what? He really hasn't gave me a reaction yet. I think <laughs> this weekend, I think when we at the hall and he really sees it, I think the whole family is going to break down and really see what it's about and where I'm at, and what the accomplishment is, is for. And, um, I think that's when he it will hit him and he will, you know, give me some emotion. But right now, he's just steady Eddie, you know, <laughs> real cool and laid back and really not saying nothing. But I think I think Friday, Saturday, I think he'll give me some emotion and um, show me something. Junior, we want tears. We want full-on tears. You better bring it like you brought during the bench mob during the playoffs where you guys got fined right, a couple times. Right, we want you standing right. up. That's what Dad is saying. Um, and look, yeah. for more on you and your son, everyone should tune in to ESPN2 at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight for NBA 75 Connected, which will feature a sit-down interview of the both of you talking about family, fortitude, and flair on the basketball court. Congratulations again, Tim. Enjoy this weekend, and thank you so much for joining us on NBA today. Hey, thank you for having me. You all do a great job. I watch y'all every day. Keep up good work. Appreciate that. Still to come, our panel's thoughts on the Lakers' new backcourt. Will the Westbrook-Pat Bev pairing work, or will it flame out in great fashion? Those answers next. Russell Westbrook, are you guys. Guys, you guys good? I don't know. You got to ask him. I have no comment on it. Get into it. And still join it. Is this the NBA or the WWE? He was talking about he was first team all defense. He's a really good player. I had 42 at the time. That's nice. He took 34 shots to get it. That bad trick y'all, man. Like you play defense. He ain't hurt nobody, man. <laughs> NBA fans do seem to enjoy the drama, so you can imagine the reaction by many when the Lakers pulled off trading for Patrick Beverly, someone who has famously feuded, as you saw, on the court with Russell Westbrook. So with all the eyes squarely on the Lakers' new backcourt, things are actually starting off rather cordially. For example, take a look at this moment at Pat's press conference yesterday. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to compete at the highest level. Um, and I'm going to have fun doing it, so thank you. Love that, brother. <laughs> First dime of the year. Thank you. <laughs> um, that was Russ, obviously, dishing that towel. Joined now again yeah. by Ramona Shelburne. Do you see this duo working, and, and why? <laughs> it's going to be good content, okay? We, mm-hmm. we are in Los Angeles, Actually. and we'll have a lot to talk about all year long. Um, the Lakers see this duo working because I know when they made this trade, a lot of people thought, oh, that means Russ has got – no. They didn't do this to upset Russell Westbrook. They did this because they think Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook can play together. And th- th- this is 
<laughs> they think Patrick Beverly is exactly def the defensive intensity they need. They think their style of games can actually play together very well. And look, they're all grown men. And so far, this has gone. They're doing all the right things. They're teammates now. They always say about Pat Bev, you like him when he's on your team. And <laughs> maybe not so much when he's not on your team. But the sense is Russell Westbrook is still going to start. And then when the, the bench unit is in, Pat Beverly will play alongside Russell Westbrook. That's how they see them playing together. They think their styles mesh. Um, Ramona, I, I know you probably saw this, this next clip, but for our audience that has not, this yep. was the reaction by Patrick Beverly when he was asked about getting to play <laughs> with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They'll be playing with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah? I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. Mark Spears, Brian Windhorst back with us. Um, Brian, <laughs> you like this from Pat Bev? Look, I know Pat Bev. He's a teammate of ours here at ESPN yeah. at times. You can't take everything that he says seriously. And this is one of those things you can't take seriously. I just don't believe that the Lakers think this is going to work. I think they're saying that. They're trying to keep a stiff upper lip and trying to make the best out of this because they know they don't have any Russell Westbrook trade that makes sense for them right now. So they're going to try to make it work. But let's just be honest. We live in an NBA era where you have to have shooting in the NBA. When the Lakers won their title a couple years ago, it was with shooting. All of LeBron's great teams in his career had shooting. You have Russell Westbrook, one of the worst three-point shooters in the NBA, and Patrick Beverly, who was coming off his worst three-point shooting season of his career. I guess I can't rule anything out in the world, but this this duo doesn't make any sense on a basketball level. I appreciate that they're being nice to each other, so <laughs> points for that. Mark? You know what? Pat Beverly's grit and fight is the reason why he's been in the league this long after not being heralded beforehand. So I, you know, I, I respect this from him, and, and that's what the, uh, the Lakers needed. And also, he was a great teammate in Minnesota, Cat and Anthony Edwards raved on him, so I, I think that, you know, assuming he's going to be there for a while, that he will be a great addition for them. Well, back when he was doing uh, the ESPN shows, right, and he was doing his car wash in New York, he said something on, on first take. He said, you know, when LeBron needs somebody who's going to tell him what's going on when he messes up on a defensive rotation, and I'm going to be that guy. And he wasn't even on the Lakers yet, but he was asked, like, would you play with him and how would you be? The Lakers have lacked that kind of a voice and that kind of locker room presence since Jared Dudley left. That was Jared Dudley's role on this team. He was a bit of an assistant coach, but also also a truth teller. He, was, he went everywhere Braun went. And I think Patrick Beverly can fill that role. At least that's the hope. It's going to be nonstop entertainment. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. And speaking of, what a lineup we have for you here this weekend and Monday. U.S. Open Women's Final Saturday afternoon. Our Saturday night football game on ABC. Number 14 USC taking on Stanford. Then the U.S. Open Men's Final Sunday afternoon on ESPN. And our Monday night football week one matchup has Russell Wilson back in Seattle to lead the Broncos against his former team, the Seahawks. That's on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Plus with Peyton and Eli on EM. ESPN2. Still to come, for a guy that easily puts up video game numbers, you'd think he'd be rated higher in 2K, right? Find out Kevin Durant's semi-controversial 2K rating in 60 seconds when we return. Welcome back to NBA Today. The top-ranked 2K players were released. Giannis is first with a rating of 97 overall. Then there's a five-way tie for second place. Steph, KD, Embiid, LeBron, and Jokic all have a 96. 
So even though KD is tied for second with a 96 rating, he took to Twitter anyway. And spoiler alert, he was none too pleased. A, Ronnie2K, I'm going to need an explanation on why I'm not a 99. This has become laughable. <laughs> Clearly, since, yeah. Um, back here with Brian, Ramona, and Mark. And Brian, we'll start with you. Does Durant have a legit case here to feel disrespected? Well, on the court, I don't feel Kevin Durant has any weaknesses. So if your par is that you got to be higher than Giannis at 97, I don't think 96 is an insult. But I also don't see why uh, most of those guys should be at 99. That's my an amateur opinion on the 2K ratings. I mean, I think they're trolling him. They just want him to tweet it and get upset about it, right? You know, my guy, Ronnie 2K, did somebody call Ronnie 2K and say, you know what, man, I like my rating. Or, man, you know what, Ronnie, maybe you gave me a higher number than I expected. Thank you. <laughs> I always beat up my guy, Ronnie, man. He's a good dude. I broke bread with Ronnie. He don't mean no harm. Leave Ronnie alone. He, there's some I mean, computer he does have a lot. I mean, nerd in the back that, that's making all those numbers. I think Ronnie is, like, getting too much heat. He lives rent-free in a lot of players' minds. I will right. say, though, um, all three of you said that um, Luka Doncic was going to have right? the best season. Luka? And he, and he wasn't there. there. Um, Giannis, uh, you know, that him being first overall. And Clay's even a, noticing this while he's on a boat someplace. So what, I don't know what's happening. Ronnie 2K, you're, you're, you're a friend of the show. That's okay. See you guys tomorrow.